Let's be real. We're not being completely honest about motherhood. Sure, we all talk about how we hate the sleepless nights, the breastfeeding, how our partner doesn't help us enough, and the toddler meltdowns. But I want to know what's going on with you. I'm Michelle Mansfield, author and founder of The Honest Mom Project. On this podcast, we're going to talk about the motherhood shit that no one talks about, not even your best friend. Come join special guests, mom friends, and myself as we share our stories with love, honesty, humor, and definitely a few appearances from my potty mouth. Let's validate what we're all going through so we can acknowledge each of our own feelings with confidence. Let's start being honest moms with each other. Welcome to the Honest Mom Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Honest Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Mansfield. This is a special episode that has nothing to do with honest feelings of motherhood, but it does have to do with honest feelings with my life and in general, and an update about something that I've been talking about and somewhat promising and getting, I've been excited about for four years now. Um, And I have a little change of plans and you moms out there definitely want to hear this because some of you um, ask me and are waiting and wondering when my book is going to be coming out that I've talked about so much. And I wanted just to also do a little tiny education on the world of publishing a book that most people do not know, uh, including myself before I started this process. I am a children's author, as you all may know. I have three children's books out there in the world. Two are in my back pocket for future, but if I thought I knew everything about publishing until I started writing my grown-up book, my nonfiction book, which is an entirely different world than writing a fiction book. And I didn't know that. I've been educated through the years with books, conferences, people I have interacted with, Miss Rhea Fry of Rightway and Joe Tower of Rightway, who I've worked with blood, sweat, and tears on this book. And Rhea and Joe helped me with my book proposal for a non, my nonfiction book for you moms out there. And um, if you don't know the publishing world, in order to be even considered by an agent or a publisher that accepts non um, so, or that um, accepts um, proposals without an agent, even then they will want what's called a book proposal. And that is a blood, sweat and tears project in itself. So I started that book proposal project, gosh, it'll come up on two years this September. And it was a good three months of 4 a.m. Um, in the morning wake up calls, along with evening writing, daytime writing. Um, so I was in a lot of tears and breakdowns and Rhea helping me with that because I was homeschooling Brooklyn and I didn't realize how crazy a book proposal um, was. And my book proposal is about 90 pages. So that gives you an idea. And a book proposal, basically, it's your it's your pitch, or not your pitch, but your 
this is why you should publish my book. And there, here's proof of how I will sell it and it's needed in the world. Here's data. Here's my marketing plan. Here are three sample chapters some sample chapters. Here is the outline of all the chapters and little blurbs on each chapter. Um, here's all the, like, just here's my time frame with my, with my launching of the book, all the pre-work, the launch work, and then the, after the launch work. I mean, it's in, it's insane. All right. You know, and you have to list also all your strategies. So I had, you know, all the bloggers I was going to partner with and reach out to all the Instagram accounts that I would, you know, ask to partner with me, who would be on my launch team and why I had to research competitive books out there, which Rhea helped me tremendously with that, along with my agent Um, and, you know, why my book is different than all of the stuff that's out there. And if you don't know the book world, it is an overly saturated world. It's not like back in the day where writers wrote amazing books and they got published and, you know, people read them and, you know, you picked one off that bookshelf and it was an easy decision. It is a saturated market and there are a lot of books out there. And every day, thousands and thousands of books are being launched on Amazon. And you see that, right? So what is going on with my book? I, about a month ago, told my agent, Rachel, and she was amazing to work with. And I will toot my own horn and Rhea helped me with this, with connecting me with Rachel, but to even secure an agent that is passionate about your book and wants to put their name on it to send to the to publishers and editors out there is a huge, huge, just accomplishment in itself. So I am proud of myself that Rhea connected me with Rachel and that Rachel was like, yes, I would love to represent you. And that was an amazing phone call last June. I was, oh my gosh, on cloud nine running around. So excited that I had like a partner with me on this. Like I felt that way with Rhea and Joe, but then now I had an actual agent, which was gosh, a a triumph in itself. And then it came like the next, you know, step was like, okay, Rachel's got, I'm in, you know, Rachel's in my court. Now I've got to like send this off to other publishers to, or she's got to send this to publishers and convince them and not only convince that editor that she's sending it to, but then that editor has to convince her, his or her team that this book is worth getting out there and that it will sell because it's all about the money. I'm sorry. It is. So as of today, the reason why I told Rachel, I am putting maybe a pause or maybe just a no, (laughs) but I told her, I don't want to pitch anymore. We had some amazing responses. So she first started with the big dogs because she's like, you know what? Why not? You never know. But the biggest challenge that I knew I was up against, I knew this even before working with Rachel and Rhea was that I am not a very well-known person out there. I'm not famous. I don't have an Instagram account of, you know, 200,000 followers. I don't have a blog where 300,000 people read it and can't wait for the next blog. 
my email list is not in the thousands. Um, so I'm not, and I'm not famous. I'm not speaking around the world or I'm not also an expert. So publishers look for those experts, a therapist, psychologist, doctor, someone that is, you know, with nonfiction, if you're going to give advice, which mine is a self-help book, readers, it seems like, <laughs> I don't know if readers want this, but it's these publishers know what they're doing. So I'm not ripping on them, but they want an expert with those acronyms and those credentials on the book. Um, so I am none of those. I am a mom in the Chicagoland area that just wants to tell her feelings and make women feel like they're not alone, that they're normal. And I want them to feel loved and that they're part of a community that I want to create. Um, so I was told, you know, by Rhea, Joe, and by Rachel too, that, you know, heads up, you, you're going to get a, probably a lot of rejections because of what they call your author platform, that you don't have one. And I've heard this in conferences and books, podcasts, you name it. So I was, you know, prepared. And sure enough, the big dogs came back, the ones that did. And I will say, I am super thankful for the amazing positive rejections that I got. And I told Rachel, just send me the email they send you. I want to know exactly what they say. I don't want any sugar coating or you just to kind of gloss over anything to save my feelings. Just send me the email that they send you. So it was really awesome to see the compliments of my book proposal. So thanks to Rhea and Joe for that. And, and myself, I have to, you know, toot my own horn too, right? Amazing book proposal com compliments, how incredible, strong, my voice, they love the writing, my writing, they loved the sample chapters. However, my author platform, like I was saying, not big. They're like, I can't bring this to the table. They basically, these publishers want an audience that is waiting to buy a book. So it could be Kim Kardashian or let's see who else is famous out there. I just, I'm just thinking of a Kardashian. Kim Kardashian can write the crappiest book out there, but because she has such a following and people are fascinated by her and obsessed with her, they will buy a piece of shit on the floor that she has pooped out or that she even says that she pooped out. It doesn't even have to be her own. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. What's frustrating about the author world out there is um, you got to have that built in audience because, you know, these publishers are, aren't making the money that they used to. Marketing dollars aren't there anymore to help authors. A lot of authors are on their own to market their own books, even if you have a Simon & Schuster behind your name. So it is hard to sell a book. So all the authors that are out there, I am bowing down because it is a lot of work, not only to write your book, blood, sweat, and tears, but also to just like get it out there, social media, events, book launches, finding arcs, finding, you know, people to be on your book launch team to support you, reminding them, reviews, blah, blah, you know, I can go on and on.
Okay. So we were done with the big dogs. And she's like, what do you want to do now? Rachel said my agent. And I said, and she's like, do you want to try for the small, like some smaller publishers? And I said, absolutely. I think it would be a cool experience. I'm all for the small independent publishers that will, you know, just get my book out there and help me and be part of my team. So we did that. Tons of response from the proposal or just no tons of response from the initial pitch. So Rachel initially just does like a pitch in an email. So that editor has to be intrigued enough by the pitch to ask for the proposal. There's so many stages of this people. It's like unbelievable. So it's like, not only are you getting over the wall of the pitch working in that publisher or editor saying, yes, send me a proposal. But then once you send that proposal, which could take months for them to even read, you because they've got a stack of them you then have to be that proposal has to be intriguing enough for them to take it to their team and then their team has to like whenever they decide to read your 89 page proposal has to be like yes let's do this let's uh, let's make her an offer and the offer has to be good right so we got tons of response from rachel's initial pitch most of the people she pitched to um, asked for a proposal, which is like a huge accomplishment. So I am tooting my horn again, and just so proud of myself and of the work Rhea and Joe helped me with this proposal. So I was excited again, ups and downs, roller coasters. And then the responses started coming in. Rachel had to do some reminders. Cause again, these people have a ton of proposals on their desk, a ton so it could take months before they even read and respond and i was getting the same responses again some of them super long like love michelle's voice love that she started a podcast love all of her marketing plans and all the things she's doing to get her name out there her writing is amazing books like this are needed it was like the same stuff all the time and then it was the same rejection of this is gonna to be tough in a very saturated market of parenting books, mom books out there. And she just doesn't have the platform to really break through that. Okay, so within those 30 rejections of the big dogs, indie publishers, amongst some other publishers that I had submitted it to that didn't, because some publishers, smaller publishers don't require agents. There's not many, but there are some. I had to start listening to not only that, but also like really pay attention to the mom world out there in the world of books. I asked myself when I was a new mom, even a mom of a toddler or even a kindergartner, was I reading self-help books? Was I even reading first of all? And I was like, no, I wasn't. I was exhausted. I was mentally done. Um, I just didn't have the capacity and I was not about to read a self-help book for myself. I wasn't thinking of myself. I was thinking of my baby. So I was reading every, if I was reading, which I, I did read some books, it was what to expect when you're expecting the wonder years, uh, or, you know, I was reading about potty training. I was reading happiest toddler on the block, happiest baby on the block how to get my kid to shit, how to get my kid to eat, how to get my kid to stop crying, how to get my kid to sleep. All these books about surviving and my baby. 
nothing about me. I wasn't taking care of myself. And these books, I don't even know if I read all of them. I tried to read as much as I could. And then sometimes I would get that audio book because it was just easier. So I had to think about myself. And then I, I've been surveying, surveying moms the past almost, it's been over a year. I know that for sure. I've been surveying them online. I've been asking friends. I've been asking strangers. Were you reading self-help books for yourself and motherhood when you were in the thick of the weeds of motherhood and dealing with postpartum depression, anxiety, and just, you know, having some pretty harsh feelings about the world you were living in as a mom? Everyone said they would not read a book like that. And they don't even know if they would do it now. They said they would listen to something that they love. A lot of people said they love podcasts, short and sweet, commute, breastfeeding, a little walk if they get that break, or even a walk in, with the you know baby in the stroller. And it just kept coming up and then getting all witchy on you like I always do. But my Reiki energy healer, who I've been seeing for years, for a long time now, and she knows my journey, has been saying she just, every time I saw her, she had these visions of me using my voice. She just kept saying every time I'd see her, I just see you using your voice on stage. I don't know. It's just, it seems like that's your source of getting your information out. And I also remember as a children's author, when I published my first book and I went to BookCon, which is a huge book convention in New York. And I went there with my publisher and other authors um, that um, children's authors under the same publisher. And my publisher got me on a panel with Susan Verde, who is an amazing children's author. Um, And we were on a wellness panel. And so the two of us spoke with a moderator asking us questions and we just had such great chemistry, Susan and I, we still keep in touch. And five years later, gosh, and I got off that stage and the publishers, so it's a husband and wife team. The wife, Erin said to me, Michelle, this is your gift. Like you need to speak. You need to get your voice out there. I see you on a TV. She's like, I see you on the Today Show. I see you here. I see you there. And I was like, okay, so it's like the signs are all around me. And Rhea told me as well when we started our book proposal process, and I recently found notes that I took during a conversation that we had together. She's like, Michelle, everyone's going to tell someone with a good idea, like, you have to write a book about it. I've said that to people. Oh, you should write a book about it. That's a book right there. But Rhea told me, Michelle, it doesn't always have to be a book maybe your mess like someone's message is more digestible in a blog format maybe a podcast maybe an ebook maybe an audiobook only maybe you go out and speak live and have live events and interact maybe you do a course who knows and i remember her saying that to just not look only as the book a book as a source of getting my message out, my support, my love for you all, and me wanting to help you all, and to also do my own healing journey. So all these things combined, it's like the universe has been talking to me, and I just, I wanted to just do everything possible, and I have no regrets. 
I have no regrets of the grueling process of writing a book proposal, all the rejections, all the ups and downs, emotions, all the telling, you know, like letting people down and just saying, you know, just kidding. And also the feelings of failure, which I've learned that it's not failure. It's just pivoting and doing something in a different way that's going to work better for you all. And I truly believe the podcast and then in the future, live events in my community, maybe a plane ride somewhere when things get a little bit more back to normal to speak and to meet you all and have really great live conversations about all of this stuff. So for now, I am saying goodbye to the book. I always will have it. It's on a drive. It's also printed out. I've got it. The content is there. I'll be using it on this podcast. I already have been. And we'll see. You never know. You don't have to always say goodbye forever. You can just put something on a bookshelf, no pun intended, for later. But I thought I would tell you all this, this decision, this important decision. And I just, you know, I know this is going to be the best way to get everything to you is this podcast in other ways. Maybe I'll create a group you know, a live group where we meet on Zoom and just kind of shoot the shit together and get our feelings out and, and get to know one another better. All right, that's it. That's, this is my shortest episode. Short and sweet to the point. Thank you for your support of the book. I'll, there's a bunch of you out there that always ask me about it, um, that are so supportive and there's people out there that provided you know, quotes for the book and said that they would endorse it and be on the launch team. And, you know, I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful to Rhea Fry and Joe Tower of The Right Way. Um, if you ever want to publish a book, get with them. They're amazing. I would not be where I'm at in this publishing process without them. So definitely reach out to them. And I thank my agent, Rachel, she, oh my gosh, she, it was hard to say goodbye to that too, because it's kind of like your little partner in crime. I'm just so grateful to so many people out there and we will continue this message. It's just in a different way. And I'm so grateful that I am listening to the universe. So until next week, my friends, make one small step towards your honest motherhood. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for listening to the Honest Mom Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review or comment so I can give you the content you deserve. To learn more, including what I offer to moms, check out michellemansfieldauthor.com. Most importantly, if you know a mom that needs to hear the words you heard today, please share the love and let's create a community of moms being honest for all of us.